for joining the ESVC podcast network as we're building our network and every single podcast is a business meeting or any type of communication I have for all my life just the way things are because I'm the underdog I'm Ukraine in this situation I am St. Peter's basketball in this situation uh, every single communication I have with other people, I'm understaffed, don't have a secretary. So, and I'm married, right? Married 18 years in Southern California. It's expensive to live here. High inflation, right? So every single communication I have with every other human being, including my 87-year-old dad when he calls, is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome, a specific purpose and a specific outcome, right? And we can share information, we can learn from each other because I have a full understanding that we live in a $139 trillion market, okay? So that means there's money for everyone. And in my situation, right? You got to do business networking. You got to get out there, whoever you are, whether you work for a corporation, whether whatever you're doing to get out there, you have to get out there and you have to talk to people. You have to demonstrate the value you can provide, right? And pretty much you got to monetize your situation, right? Because everybody has a Russia in their life that they have to defend themselves. My dad, 89, 87-year-old dad, minister, uh, wouldn't kill a fly, but he always says, hey, you get enemies for free. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. You get enemies for free. And if you treated every single person in, their, in your life the way, and it's relevant to this podcast, horse racing, true crime, we have sports betting, do we do well on but my dad said he's a minister of the gospel, would not hurt a fly. He said that if you treated everyone the way they should be treated, you would have to have uh, a personal cemetery in your backyard. Because <laughs> people sometimes treat you in a way that what they deserve is an unfortunate for them demise. Right, you can't kill everybody, right? This is kind of a way to help me with anger management because you can't kill everybody and you can't treat everyone the way they deserve to be treated, right? <laughs> some people, unfortunately, like Vladimir Putin, deserve death. And we're going to talk about the murder of Bonnie and Barry Sherman. So, the purpose of horse racing true crime is. Since Scott and I have 105 years of life plus, we're sharing that information. He lives in Massachusetts. 
Massachusetts doesn't pair, doesn't more, it doesn't matter if you're in Boston or outside of Boston, wherever. It's expensive. And him and I would have been dead a long time ago if we didn't have some street smarts, uh, if we didn't have education. I have a master's degree, securities licenses, and clients worth uh, 50 million and above, right? Uh, I ran three businesses, successful restaurant in Florida, Pinellas Park, Florida, invested $6,000 in it, sold it for $800,000 six years later. Uh, seems like a lot of money, but it isn't. 50 million seems like a lot of money, but it isn't, all right? So to that end, all right, we give you life lessons. We give you financial lessons and we get it back. We've had great feedback from people giving us life lessons, giving us financial lessons because collaboration. Now it's more clear than ever. Really the war between Ukraine and Russia is a war between totalitarian regime. English is my second language, but I talked to my dad every night in Spanish. Authoritarian, right? Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro versus capitalism. So China, right? So capitalists believe, hey, we're going to take Ukraine over because capitalism doesn't work. We're doing you a favor. We're rescuing these people because capitalism doesn't work because they're over competitive against each other. They can't collaborate. Scott and I in the Northeast were proving different. Now we're collaborating with uh, this podcast I heard yesterday, two guys just talking, right? Which is good for diversity. You find out what's going on in Texas. Uh, you figure out what's going on with Denver. These are guys that have great guests on their podcast. And we're collaborating with them, right? So purpose and outcomes. So purpose is collaboration, sharing information. What are the outcomes? The Sports Betting Podcast, if you listen and use the information for the last three years, We've had 1,500% ROI, and we explain profit because profit is what's legit. You go to corporations, oh, revenue this, revenue that. Revenue is, for lack of a better word, bullshit. <laughs> what's important is free cash flow, profit, and ROI, return on investment, ROT, return on your time watching sports. As much sports as we watch, and read articles and buy and do research, you need to be banking money. My wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011. Scott just reported to me before the podcast that gasoline is a lot cheaper using sports betting winnings. <laughs> so Scott and I are, are, are doing about collaboration. And what I'll do is we'll go to Scott because if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room, right? Uh, so we're going to go to Scott. He'll give us his first thoughts. And then I'm going to do, uh, introduce you to the, uh, the podcast, give you their name, what they're doing. And then I'll give a rundown of where we are to this point because horse racing true prime, right? 
Uh, last year, we got two out of the three triple crown races. So that was the outcome, the main money. But horse racing true crime, we improve on mistakes we've seen and holes that other true crime podcasts have, that other true crime media like um, Oxygen or Investigation Discovery. We're more comprehensive, but at the same time, we point you where you can research some crazy things for yourself because I was going through it yesterday with a new client, new uh, adventure. It's the first word that comes to mind. Uh, where the truth is far more bizarre, far more horrible, far more crazier than fiction. Anything anybody can make up. So that's 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 the themes of uh, of the podcast, but it's all money related. The outcome has to be related to money. Look what happened with inflation. Look what happened in 2009 recession, right? Uh, so we mitigate uh, inflation. We mitigate the recession that's coming with the information we share with each other on this podcast. So first word, Scott. So when you look at what we've done so far from Mike Gill to the Shermans to Stronich's and things like that, the one common thread in all of them is success in the horse racing business, right. not on the track, in the business. Behind the scenes, Shermans and Stronich's are not mentioned as, as often as you, you might think they are. Um, they should be mentioned. I'm going to say they should be mentioned. They should be mentioned. They're, they're a part. I wasn't thinking about that until you said it. Right. They should be Nobody mentioned. Right. And as, as I said to Josh, after last week's podcast, within 36 hours, Express Bet put up a promotion that says the Stronich Five, <laughs> right. which they have never done before, at you least as, as far as I've seen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So they're listening to what? So more people are paying are listening. <laughs> more people are listening to us now, and those things are popping up where you least expect it. I mean, Express Bet, you could expect it, but I mean, there it is. You do the podcast on the Stronaches, that within two days, like 36 hours later, there's a promotion up with them. So, right. Um, this stuff is highly fascinating to any horse racing. Uh, aficionado fan uh, just getting in you should be listening to this it will help you when it comes time to make the derby picks and the preakness and the belmont and lest you yep and racing forms and computer war and when the kentucky derby post positions are drawn you, you look at that um lest you forget we're within three weeks of the Kentucky Derby, three or four oh, weeks wow. of the Kentucky Derbies. So it's coming up. I mean, like we were talking about earlier before, you got the NBA playoffs right now, goes into the NFL draft, goes into the Kentucky Derby, goes right into NFL training camp stuff. So it's a busy time right now. You got baseball, you got an NHL, you got all that other stuff, but it's a busy time for us here. So, and I look forward to every, every bit of it. So those are my opening thoughts. No, 100%. 100%. So, as he mentioned, as Scott mentioned, first podcast. And let me know if this all makes sense because one podcast builds on the next. Yes. And I'm glad Scott concurs with me 
the plot thickens, right? Now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating because of the lies we're told and the lies, continuing lies we're being told right now by the NFL, uh, by our government, uh, brings into light lies we were told by our parents. So you have to mitigate those lies because I read... 30, and I read certain studies, psychological studies, that you can hold 30 thoughts in your brain at the same time. Anna heard me say that to a client, she was like, nah, more like 18. So these lies are thoughts we have in our heads. We got to delete them out of there so more valuable thoughts get in our head. So first podcast with Mike Gill. Who's Mike Gill? A guy who at one point had hundreds of millions of dollars uh, who told us, and didn't Notice how, as in a Steve Jobs way, Apple, uh, we give you business and financial concepts, and we'll put it in the episode what these means. Vertical integration, right? Turner family has vertical integration. So Mike Gill, like Steve Jobs, the owner of Apple, connected dots, helping us connect the dots with who is Pan-National. Pan-National is a publicly traded company what do, what do they do they run casinos and sports betting and horse rating software yep yep and you're like josh why it's uh well i can see the sports betting and you know but what about Penn national well they have employees at belmont park we'll, we'll talk about that uh they own barstool sports now, Penn National, it's also owned 40% by Steve Wynn, Wynn Encore, right? Uh, the sports book in Boston from the yep. Wynn Hotel. Yep. Steve Wynn is probably one of, one of, if not the richest guys from the families in New York, the Mafia, the Godfather, syndicates, right? Yep. And Mike Gill says they pay off judges. They pay off. FBI agents, remember Black Mass, right? Uh, Wally Bulger. Wally Berger, who was in his crew? Dana White, UFC or whatever it is. Right? Yep. Okay. UFC. We go Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon. How does Stephanie McMahon become Secretary of the Interior under Trump? Figure that out. All right. Not for us. Maybe CNBC, somebody else. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's a story. So that's my guilt telling us Penn National, pay off judges, pay off FBI agents, right? Pay off everybody else. Episode two, we started getting into George Navarro and Jason Service, trainers, horse racing trainers. So George Navarro gets $36 million. He ends up with $31 million, right? How does that happen? He goes to Saudi Arabia after in 2017. So you have to look at the timeline here as well. 2017, yes, ex-jet goes to Saudi Arabia, walks away with $20 million. But it's like the mafia. He has to kick up. So for that $17 million they won with ex-jet in Saudi Arabia, he keeps one. He kicks up $16 million to Tony Soprano. Vincent Van. Uh, whoever else. I almost said uh, 
Ross over there in Miami, owner of Miami. Because <laughs> he's involved with this too. So that was episode really uh, up to four to five. Then we go to the vets, right? How can you be a vet, get a degree, love the ho- horses, and kill them? What was there involved? Now, we read specifically from the indictment. In the episode notes, we'll have you, we'll give you what we see as evidence, right? And evidence is a video you can't corroborate. Mm-hmm. Document- contemporaneous documentation you can't corroborate, right? That's, that's true evidence. What do we use all this information for? To bet on NFL games. <laughs> We'll tie it into it at a high level where you have 1500% ROI, meaning we make you 15 times more money than when you started with. That's the specific outcome. You can you can track everything we've said on these podcasts, and we even have a spreadsheet documenting every single game that we have predicted the outcome. Yep. Right? To give you right outcomes in business and life wherever else so from there we gave you a two-part series it was comprehensive but still you need we pointed you in the right direction where you can do your own research on the murder of bonnie and honey or barry and honey sherman who have a horse pharmacy in the Stornish Farm in Florida. So why was George Navarro and Jason Service relevant? It was the indictment for manufacturing, for mislabeling, and injecting horses that resulted in 600 plus known deaths from 2018 on up to now. Right, more than that, you could say about 800 known deaths is in the indictment. One of the guys said, Hey, right, never commit two crimes at the same time, never go back to the place of a perfect crime. We give you all those life lessons in the indictment. Somebody said, Hey, you know, God knows how many horses I buried. Right, stupid, don't if you're going to talk about crime, don't talk about it on the phone. (laughs) There's somebody listening to you, okay. Common sense. That's what we talk about on this podcast. So we talked about them. We talked about Jonathan Sherman, the gay son. What is that? 50 million? (laughs) Uh, Most people owe me is about a couple hundred bucks, right? He he owns his dad. $50 million. The husband, (laughs) the gay boyfriend. That's the one who has ties to, you guessed it, Belmont Park. Who else has ties to Belmont Park? Penn National, the owner of Barstools. Yep. So you want to take sports picks from Barstools, from Penn National? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who murdered it? Who killed them, right? Billionaires. Eight murders in Toronto. There are two of them in 2017. We talk about their stories. Now, last year on the podcast, as we went through all this, the things change. I feel that using the rules of evidence, right? Uh, 
police, what they want to do is they want to place the person at the scene of the crime. The Stronich family, worth $4 billion that we know about, like Scott said last week, is at the scene of the crime. They have motive, they have opportunity, and they have means to execute the crime. So we learn about the whys. They have $4 billion. Why do they want to kill people? We'll get into that. Right? Why, why maybe does the Stronish family want to kill Honey and Gary Stern? And it was easy, right? Because it was, uh, they, had, they had no security, no cameras to let the door up, right? Right? So uh, I think they call, they call themselves, let me see here. Uh, first of all, Scott, does that make sense? Uh, total sense, 100% total sense. So yeah, well. it's, a, it's a neat little bow that we've, we've, we're starting to tie together here. Yeah. So. so the Duel and Sports Podcast, right? Uh, Deontay, I got to talk to him because to pronounce his name right. Epps, I've listened to the podcast too. I'm just getting old. Uh, and Dane Beasley. They know a lot about football, which I like. They're talking about the NFL. And then uh, this is as far as we deviate from our lane, which is sharing information, collaborating on information to bet NFL games at a high percentage, 52.5% for even. First two years of the podcast, 64%. Last year, close to 60%, but then 76% in the NFL playoffs. Then uh, I think we, we were probably, were we mid-60? <laughs> pretty close to it. I think we got to 63 or 64, so we were pretty close. That's good. No, yeah. as crazy as things are, that's good. 52%. Yep. It's so you want that margin. You want that margin as high as possible. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. These guys, unbeknownst to them, right, they're giving information we can make money on. The Dual Sports and Stuff podcast. Then they talk about, you know, uh, Marvel comics, TVs, movies, other culture. That gives you what diversity. We talk about diversity on the podcast. Yeah. Companies and individuals who are diverse, and it's not race, it's not gender, not disability. It could be region, regional, age diversity. Mm -hmm. Dylan and and Chad when they want huge assets to the podcast as far as uh, in the content, as far as diversity. Right, different parts of the country. I'm in Southern California. Scott's in uh, the Northeast. These guys are in the Southwest. So they're giving you that Southwest perspective. Uh, they're giving you their own perspective, well spoken, and they have great guests, ESPN guests, and they're everywhere. Right, so you can get with us. You'll see links to them, but they're they're on everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, you can find them: Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts and other uh, digital streaming platforms. And if they weren't good, and if I didn't like their podcast, we wouldn't recommend them. Correct. Correct. 
So we start with the Stroni family. So, so far, Scott, what do you know about the Stroni family? So what I know is they were close friends of the Shermans, number one. Number two, um, the Stroniches own a lot of tracks. Uh, they, know, they own Express Bet, which when you go and place a bet on not, to the, not so much to the window, but when you go and place a bet on those machines, that's them right. behind the scenes. That's the, the Express Bet. Um, you know, now, now they're running the, the Stroms five. They own a lot of horse tracks. They, they, own, I don't know if it's a lot, but they own a few. Um, so they, they are behind they, tracks in the U S yeah. So they are behind the scenes, a big, big deal with all they own. And they, they take in all that money from the racetracks, from the express bet, from, you know, from the derbies, from all this stuff. So. Um, they are a heavy hitter behind the scenes is what they are. And they have a lot of money and they, their kids, you know, they have a big time family, a big family. Um, but they are horse racing personified behind the scenes. That's what I think of them. So, Right. So what I see as an NBA, somebody who manages, used to be 50 million last year. Now we're close to like $70 million. Mm-hmm. Managing it seems like a lot, but it isn't. Some people are managing uh, 700 million, other people are managing 7 billion, other people are managing 70 billion, other people are managing 1.5 trillion dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, the pecking order down there, but still, they get mad when I beat them for, uh, for business. They hate it. They want to sue me, and then I get into this whole lawsuit. So, uh, Magna International, a international auto parts company. What's important in this case, right? Because we said that the FBI case was going on for nine years. They had all the goods on George Navarro, but the FBI did not pull the trigger. Why? Because the FBI agents were being paid off. Judges were being paid off. They had this whole scheme that was working well, X-Jet. And the Royal made the mistake of going to Saudi Arabia, where Jared Kirshner was in the process of getting $2 billion, $2 billion for a day from uh, the Saudi prince, KVJ or whatever his name is. They went to Jared, hey, these guys are rigging spike horses and beating us. What are you going to do, Jared? Jared goes to the FBI and says, what's going on? So that's when they ended up being popped in 2020. Bunny Honey Sherman get killed in 2017. 2017, yeah. So Magna International is an automotive parts company. So George Navarro gets popped for manufacturing, distributing, and mislabeling drugs according to the FBI indictment that we read. If you listen to George Navarro in the podcast, there's no way this guy, pre- he doesn't even have high school diploma, can barely speak English, and wants to be deported to Panama. Why? Yeah. Because he had $36 million. Now he has $31 million. So the FBI and the government and everybody let him keep $5 million. Why? Because he's wearing a purse. He snitched somebody else. 
snitches wind up in ditches. Life lesson. Nobody likes the information from a snitch. The person getting the information and also the, the person being snitched on. Nobody respects a snitch, right? I'll go to jail. That's just a family thing, or whatever. Before snitching somebody out, I have a problem with somebody. Either I can confront them myself or not, but that's on me. Whatever. Never snitch anybody out. That's our family motto. Anna adds, they end up in ditches. Ditches <laughs> end up with stitches and ditches. <laughs> so that's George and Barrow. So automotive parts company, right? Boom, distributorship. They know how to distribute things like Sherman did, right? So Sherman owned a pharmaceutical company. Yes. So between the auto parts company, Granite Real Estate. So Scott, who did they change the story to of people who found Bernie and Honey Sherman? Because the original story was they were found in the basement. Now they were found at the pool by the real estate person that was selling their house. That's that's the latest story that the police have. So yeah, see if they have a, a connection. It out real estate, because remember, placing people at the crime, right? They're changing the story to granite. Are they changing the story to granite real estate to justify the video of these real estate people around there, right? So right. Thing, they're found by real estate people and the Stronish group owns a real estate company okay yep. so Josh you know you have an MBA you have all these clients you manage all this money why does Apple have so much money because of vertical integration and I'll put the definition to it it's a link on the episode notes mm -hmm. vertical integration means you own everything you own the manufacturing you own the chip inside, right? The Apple kicked out uh, Intel and put their own chip, right? They put their own chip in the computers, put their own chips in the uh, phones. Yep, yep. They own the factories in China. They own everything. So the Stronish family is a vertically integrated company, meaning that they have six horse tracks where every, all the horses run. They own six horse farms where they're buying and breeding horses. And guess who? Bonnie and Barry Sherman have a pharmacy inside of a Stronage horse farm in all places, Methfield, Ocala, Florida, which one uh, basically next door. I don't know if they're exactly next door. I've actually been there. I have to figure this out for certain. But who also has a farm in a horse farm in California? Bad boys. Look it up on the internet. Google bad boys horse farm owned by John Gotti Jr. from the Gambino family in New York. So let me know your thoughts at this point, Scott. Um, you know, the Stronaches are, my thoughts on the Stronaches have a little bit more to do with the Sherman murder than I, I think they're being uh, led on. I, I think there's, uh, both lived in the same community, probably met 
numerous times had dinner together um, over at the Sherman house or at the Stronach house, wherever it may be. Um, I think they work together, you know, getting the, the supplies and the drugs and everything else to where it needed to be, whether it be in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you know, Florida, wherever it may be. So I, I think they were in business together, although it's never mentioned. I think you kind of connect the dots a little bit and see that there's something there between both of them, between the Stroniches and the Shermans, um, a friendship, you know, wives get along together. So the husbands work together, um, stuff like that. So you can kind of connect the dots a little bit and find, and see where, where everything goes. Um, you know, Sherman's provided the drugs. Stronich's provided where to ship them. They were told where to ship them. Common sense. And they shipped them. Where else are they yes. getting drugs to spike the horse from? Who would keep yeah. their, butt, their mouth shut? Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. But um, but that's that's where I my thoughts are right now is that there's there's a a little bit more connection between these two families than than is even being let on, and maybe that the Toronto Police Department kind of knows that maybe they don't, maybe they just turn a blind eye to it, which I think they probably are. Um, and as we get into the Stronaches, you'll you'll see that the the daughter and the father didn't really get along that well, so. Right, and we'll get into that. So, yeah, uh, net worth three point six billion dollars that we know of, as of twenty what seventeen, <laughs> December seventeen, the murder of the Stroniches. They're ranked uh, by Canadian Business as the thirty one richest Canadian. So, horse racing, they they own six horse farms, six yeah. racetracks, Xbet. They used to get on horses. Yep. And now they own the Preakness Estates, one of the Triple Crown races that we're going to help you bet on. <laughs> right. So it's important to know them if you're going to bet horses, right? Team Stronich for Austria. They founded yeah. a political party, Team Stronich for Austria. What other billionaires we know from Austria that they're saying is Zelensky's cousin, right? George Soros. So these people know George Soros. They're like, hey, George, let's go, let's go hang out, right? Well, who was the president who just visited Putin? He was the president of Austria. Austria is in NATO, right? They won't let Ukraine in there. Austria's in there. Austria is in NATO in the Stronich group own a political party. Why is this important? It's not a political podcast, but we're connecting the dots, right? The way Steve Jobs, vertical integration, told us to do so we can make money, right? So uh, they gave $100 million, the Stronages, to who? The Clinton Foundation, which will be the next podcast where we connect Seth Rich. We talk about Seth Rich and how he connects to all this. Right? So they gave all this money to the Clinton Foundation. What do you know about Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton body count, right? <laughs> all the people that have mysteriously died around Hillary Clinton, which now you can add Honey and Bronnie Sherman, right? Because of the they gave him $100 million. $2, $100 million. Just give me $6 million and I'm done with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Push those 100 million. All right. All right. So that's the Stronich family. Yeah. Uh, so they came from Austria. And then Belinda Stronich, which is central to our story, is a former liberal and previously conservative MP. So she was on both sides of the political aisle. She was liberal at one point, then she became conservative. Beautiful lady. Um, yeah. People yeah. were accusing her of having uh, an affair with Bill Clinton. <clears throat> Gave the hundred million over there. Uh, so you give a hundred million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. Clinton body count. 2017. Uh, reason it's important because uh, two things, right? With Jonathan Sherman, yeah. Belinda Sherman. When am I going to get paid? So she's 52, and and right after the murder, right? Right after the murder of Bernie and Honey Sherman. Because really, let me ask you this, Scott. If we ask Scott a lot of questions. Just in the theme of cops asking questions and lawyers asking questions and all this and that. Uh, the fact could Honey and Bonnie Sherman be a liability, right? You, you're maybe thinking of suing somebody for the family fortune. Mm -hmm. And you have somebody at your horse farm with the ability, we're not saying they're doing it, but we know they have the ability, the chemistry expertise, since they own a pharmaceutical company. Yep. Not only do they own a pharmaceutical company, they own a horse pharmaceutical company to be yep. able to mix the chemicals, mislabel them with the distribution. They both know distribution, the yep. auto parts. And that's the thing too, right? People have been busted for uh, sending auto parts with drugs in them, right? Oh, this auto part, no, it's actually drugs. Mislabeling, right? They mislabel the brake pads, and there's actually a pound of cocaine in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, the drugs came out of where? Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Pennsylvania. Yep. Where they have their labs. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania New, Jersey. New Jersey. With what we know so far to this point in the podcast, Scott. <laughs> Were the Stronish Park family a potential liability to this $3.7 empire? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. I, I believe that um, their deals in terms of Sherman and Stronich, um, they could go sideways at any time. Right. You know, something could have gotten wrong in that package, and it could have been the right drug or the right brake pad or whatever it may be. But yeah, they, they're a liability in this. I mean, everybody, everybody involved with this could, is a liability to some, some extent. Um, this is what I'm saying. This is another thing too, right? This is a fine line. It's a fine line. Absolutely. Uh, in, in business, and these are high-end business people. You have to be good at threatening people. Threatening people in a way that isn't illegal. Right, I was charged with. Um, uh, I was I actually had a charge that I beat 
because it didn't happen with threatening uh, for purposes of extortion. Right? So I beat the charge because there was no money involved and I didn't ask for any money. <laughs> so it didn't meet the, the test for a crime. Exactly. Yeah. But in business, and I just know this in business, you have to be good at it. Even though my dad's a pastor, I'm not a tough guy by any means. You have to have what they call a credible threat, right? Mm -hmm. well, credible threat is that the person knows that if they don't do X, Y, Z, there's going to be a severe consequence. Like, like Biden says, Putin, you use chemical weapons, there's going to be a severe response. Yep. It has to be credible. Yep. It's incredible. Putin says, nah, it's not credible. You guys aren't going to do nothing. Sanctions, sanctions, whatever. Yeah, and keep, keep this in mind, too, with all this. The people that are handling this, if it's not Stronich, if it's not Sherman, have to be the, the people that these two families trust with the utmost confidence that they're going to carry out what they need to be done. So Stronich and Sherman, they know exactly what's going on, but if they're not handling this at all, you know, handling this packaging and sending out and stuff like that, they have to be able to trust with the highest of confidence that these people are going to get this stuff to the right place. So keep that in mind too. There's, there's more than just them. There's people right. that work for them that have, that are involved in this too. It's just not them. It's, it's other people too. So, um, so other people know about this too. Not a lot of people. I'm sure they kept it within a circle of trust, but there are a few people in this in this this scenario more well, than Stormy Sherman. Indicted, right? Yeah, and they all pretty much kept their mouths shut. Yep. A lot of them took it to trial because it is ridiculous. They were charged right. with, like me when I was charged, right? Extortion. Extort really? No money between no and zero, and I didn't ask no for any money, right? Uh, extortion is, hey, if you don't do X, Y, Z, you better pay me $10,000. And if you don't pay me $10,000, then I'm going to do X, Y, Z, right? So these prosecutors and people, they just throw out charges because of the power of the government. If the yeah. government says it, it must be right? You can call in for jury duty. What do you think? Oh, what did this, that guy do? What did she do, right? <laughs> it's innocent to be proven guilty, but it's not. You're in the jury. You're getting picked for a jury. You're like, oh, what did this guy, what did this person do? It has to be. I want to be home. I don't want to, right? You don't say, oh, maybe he that person didn't do it. Then it crosses your mind. So right. they take advantage of this. And some people take it to trial because it is impossible for Seth Fishman, veterinarian, fake veterinarian as he might be, as far as he doesn't have an office or whatever. He was a veterinarian for a very specific purpose. We know now, and we know now it's lucrative. Then an idiot like George Navarro. On a $17 million payout, he gets one. He accumulated $36 million. Seth, how much does Seth Fishman get, right? But he's not manufacturing. He's not a chemist. He doesn't know how to mix it. But he got charged with mixing. Yep. Right? And convicted, too. The jury was like, oh, whatever. Whatever the government says. Let me get out of here. Yep. He was convicted of mixing chemicals. He doesn't know how to do that. Right? Well, he and knows how to inject it. And mislabeling. He got pinned for mislabeling it. Those things too, right? The only thing, the only thing these vets know how to do 
is injected injected into the animal. Right. That's all they know how to do. They don't know how to mix it. They don't know how to package it. They don't know how to send it. They know they get it. The owner says, okay, or the trainer, whoever it may be, okay, this is what you're putting in the animal. They put it in the animal. That's as far as their, their involvement goes, is that. And they get paid for doing it. So Right. Right. So in this situation, with them having the pharmacy uh, inside of the Stronin horse farm, their friends in Canada, uh, offices in New Jersey, offices in Pennsylvania, home of Penn National. National. Yeah. Steve Wynn and all that. Do, in your opinion, Scott, the Shermans can come up with a credible threat. The Shermans can come up with a credible threat? To the Stronach to take away their empire. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right? <laughs> they can kill the deal. They can kill the deal. We're not making you drugs anymore. We're not We're not doing this anymore. We're out. If something the Stronach is going there. Who was one of the people at the funeral of Bonnie in uh, who gave the eulogy? The um the congresswoman gave the eulogy or the or the, the political person who, whoever she may be. Exactly. Gave the eulogy. Right. So they can go to the government, whoever go, governments, right? Yep. They can go whatever governments, Austria, whatever. And put some serious heat on the Stronich family, which once you got money, what you want is power. Okay. Yep. So 86 at this point, 2018, is suing his daughter. I'm reading from an article from Toronto Star, suing his daughter for $520 million, alleging mismanagement of the family's various business venture. Ha. Ah. Horse racing tracks and real estate. <laughs> Man, that's cross. That's that that that's some crossbreeding for this murder, right? Because remember, Germans uh, have a horse pharmacy, and the people who find them are what real estate agents. Yep. Improve so really killing the 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 Shermans eliminates two witnesses for this upcoming trial. <laughs> for lack of a better yeah, word, yeah, certainly does. It certainly does. In this fight, like many others, have been afflicted by the largest piles uh, piles of wealth in Canada. And it's really just about money. It's about childhood rivalries, jealousies, personality clashes, dark family secrets that can easily turn quiet disagreements into knockdown, drag out fights, right? And you throw in new personalities into the mix. You throw in marriage, relationships, and the already stained family dynamics can turn toxic. So I don't know. I don't know what the great fights. Germans had no bodyguards. They left the door open. Yep. And they can pose a credible threat 
to destroy the channel. Expect. Yeah, and to be honest, it seemed like the whole family is against the one daughter and the grandchildren. Right. That's what it seemed like to me when I, when I was reading the article. And my, my question is, what exactly do the grandchildren have to do with this? The grandchildren are just listening to their mother. So I, I don't know what the grandchildren are involved in it with. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they know. But it seems like he, he was suing and the rest of the family was suing that whole family right no matter who it was the grandchildren her husband was never mentioned right or former husband never uh, of belinda never mentioned in this so so this is all coming right it all comes together for me let me know what your thoughts are but for me personally uh two things for me is how did belinda's thronage and their family not kill them they run a whole political party in Austria, right? Right, right. Eastern Europe, what do they do? They poison their enemies. They kill their enemies. Right. They, these people were not hard to kill. They're in the same neighborhood as they are. Cops, oh, you not hard yeah. to pay off when you got this type of money. Now, let me talk about this, and let me know your thoughts about this, Scott. Okay. Once they settle this, Belinda got the horse farms. She got the racetracks. She got expat. The dad kept operations of the horse farm because that's what he's always been doing. Yeah. Doesn't that tell us that the dad put the horse pharmacy in Ocala? The Sherman Berry Honey Sherman Horse Pharmacy of all things, where you mix medications <laughs> to put inside horses. And remember, horses that came from there were involved, you know, maximum security extra, you know, they came through there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So you could yeah. place them at the crime. A lot of horses died, whatever. You can place all these people at the crime, right? Yeah. Yep. So how does that element plays into everything we described on the podcast? It plays a big deal into the into this. I mean, this the stronages are never ever mentioned in any of this. And I and my thinking is, is Belinda involved in it? Did she do something after the settlement was over? Did the parents do something with them? Or before you killing two? Witnesses that could do a lot of damage. Right. As you remember, as we've gone back in past podcasts, the Toronto police only had one video of a guy just walking in the neighborhood and then coming back a few hours later. How do we know somebody didn't go in the back and the side? Because they knew where all the cameras were and they knew how the cameras operated because they went over the house a, a lot. How do we know one of the Stronerches didn't get in the side door and say, and, and do it? And right. this guy was just a distraction to the police. That's my feeling is that somehow, some way, maybe the deal was starting to go sideways with the Stronerches and the Shermans. Maybe it was starting to. And the Stronerches said, we can't have this. It can't happen. And, you know. And we'll close with this, right? 
Yeah. Linus Ronich, right? And this is a Forbes magazine article. I began my career at Magna International, a company that was founded by my father, 1957. Magna is one of the largest suppliers of automated systems and components globally. 120,000 employees in 29 countries and over 20, 30 billion with a B in sales. All right. He said that you hit the family glass ceiling. Criteria you have to meet for success and promotion. And, and I will and I will say this with the Sherman and the Stronich family: the trust between Belinda and her dad, her parents, gone. And right. Belinda and the rest of the family, gone. The trust between the son and the Sherman and the parents, gone, completely gone. So there is a lot of trust issues in this. So there's a lot of people that you could throw into this. Well, How do we know that? I'm like, you know what? I hit this glass ceiling. I want to promote myself. I want to grow within the family. I want to do my thing. Yep. Man, with the information Belinda and Barry know, they could take me out in a second. Yep. Yep. How, how do we know this, the Sherman son and Belinda Stronich weren't working together somehow? Well, they have what motive? Mo they have motive, and th and that's another what question. Fear, that needs to fear be for murder. What do people kill for? Right, money, power. Money. Exactly, exactly. So, right. if Belinda, say Belinda, or, or any any family member, I just won't use her. I, I'll, I'll use is going to get a lot of money in the will, and they know it, and they catch wind of it. How do you know that they don't just do it and or hire somebody to do it? I mean, you don't know that. So you got to connect the dots. You got to connect the dots here. The son was yeah. going to get a large fee from the Shermans, and the daughter was going to get a large sum of money from the Stronger's uh, parents. Right. You, you could start connecting dots a little bit. I'm not accusing them of anything. I'm not saying they did it. I'm just saying, as, as you've said in the past, connect the dots. And that's, that's what we're here to do, connect the dots. So... so Means they left the door open. The in the original story, the the personal trainers came in and would give exercise them every day. They're originally the ones they found them. Now the suddenly somebody paid these guys off. Somebody paid the cops off. It changed the story to say now that it was the real estate people. And we, we talked about real estate. Uh, opportunity, motive, motive expressed by both. When am I going to get this money? <laughs> and I see exactly. Exactly. Waiting for the parents to die to get the inheritance. And when and when you argue with one hundred twenty-six million, and again, people are saying that the husband's the one pushing him. Sorry. West and when West, you argue with parents, Park has ties to Belmont Park and Penn. Yep. And for everybody listening, and everybody that's going to listen, when. All this stuff starts happening. There is zero trust right. in the family. It was all the family against the daughter in this one. Right. It seemed like it was a lot of the members of the Sherman family against the son in the other one. Right. So there is zero trust in the daughter and the Sherman son. So there is right. a lot of motive. There's a lot more motive for the, for the son and the daughter to do something about it. Because they know they're not going to have family anymore. They know the family's gone. So, so um, keep that in mind too as you listen. Two things to before we get last thoughts here. Yep. 
you say, Josh, motive for money and they're fighting each other. Scott's saying they're fighting each other. They all got at least $136 million. Yep. Why such animosity? They're still fighting. And let me ask you this, and then last, last thoughts for, yep. you, for you, Scott. Once you hit your limit on money, like Roger Goodell, he got $86 million the year before. Yep. Once you hit your limit on money, you pivot, to use a word that people are using, to power, lust. I, yes. They say they, they did an anonymous study for doctors. 80%, they've done three of these universities. And 80% of doctors, three different uh, studies done. Their main motivation for becoming a doctor was they wanted to tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. but now you got these other family members, they want to tell people what to do. Yep. And yep. Barry and Honey Sherman got in the way of that. And they yep. were too easy to kill. Yep. Yeah. No Final thoughts on this saga. So the we've gone down the road a lot on this, and the and the dots are connecting. I mean, it's it's not clear as day, but you can connect the dots in terms of what they're doing. Again, right. I'll mention it. This is this is fascinating. This is fascinating stuff, and the topics that we're covering right. are all hooked together. You know, Gill goes into. And then Navarro, Navarro goes into right. Sherman, Sherman goes into Stronich, Stronich goes into Jason Sir, you know, Jason Services in there. Sherman, yep, yep. So this is this is a great pod because and the great thing because one bridge goes into the next, into the next, into the next. So that that's why this is really fascinating because you can intertwine everything into one. And and I'm I'm having a blast doing this this is great this stuff is great yeah, so i'm having doing it again yeah uh, getting details involved and really kind of uh because another basic right as smart as the sherman's were as brilliant as they were you know business and chemistry and all kinds of stuff they miss a basic that everybody should teach your kids Luckily, I was taught this by my parents, good people. You have to know your surroundings. It's basic. You have to know the people around. You might not like your neighbors, but know them. Know the enemy. You have to know your surroundings. They didn't. They needed bodyguards, their own bodyguards, right, for their surroundings. They needed them big time. Yeah. They did not know their surroundings. These people that did the business with the Belinda was mad at the dad, and that they have information that could destroy this whole thing. Horses are dying. You see all these horses dying in 2016, 2017. In 2017, you see corn going to foreign land to spike horses and getting caught millions of dollars that the Saudi family does not want to lose. Right? Knowing yeah. your surroundings. Not knowing to their surroundings, got them killed. So next week, I was gonna say, hey, do you want to do Seth Rich or Bob Baffer next week? So we'll do both because yep. Seth Rich. I'm gonna tie in this news slot to this, like Josh. 
you know, I'm a patriot. And you really say, you're talking a lot of smack about the FBI. So the Seth Rich story uh, will show what I mean about the FBI. And I also have links to the FBI, to this FBI agent who uh, faked his disability. He was a cop in Oakland for 30 years, faked his disability, became an FBI agent. So when he he got popped for some, remember, no committed crimes at the same time. So he gets popped for crime A. And as they do the research on him, they see all his bank accounts, man. This guy's making $600,000 a year uh, disability pension from Oakland. 30 years, he could have gotten a regular pension, but he was greedy. He got a disability pension that paid him like three hundred fifty grand a year. Oh, and he became an FBI agent making two hundred fifty a year. Wow. $600,000. The problem with it is tax credit loan. So you're talking about the FBI, Josh. What evidence do you have? So we'll look at the Seth Rich story, and you can decide for yourself. Uh, it's 80-20 rule, right? So 80% of cops are good. 20% of cops are probably corrupt. It goes for FBI agents, CIA agents, teachers, people in, in wealth management that I am. It's the 80-20 rule. I have the book back yep. Second half of the podcast, we'll do Bob Baffert. We did a whole Bob Baffert podcast last year. I'll listen to it, get the notes from it, bring it to this year, and there's updates on Bob Baffert. Oh, yeah, there's updates. There's, there's certain, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, for a couple, a few years, I was a Bob Baffert guy. If he had a horse in the race, I took a serious look at, at betting on that horse. So he, he's a really good trainer. Unfortunately, unfortunately or fortunately, he got, he got found out. So. Yeah, it Thanks. seems like Bob Baffert. I mean, we'll go through the whole thing. We'll give you the full biography like we did it with these people. Because I like that, too, the backstory, the biography. Yes. When you look Good at his question. biography, he really does seem like Bill Belichick. And he seems like uh, a guy who just won the title this self. Guys who cheat, who don't have yes. to cheat. They're, they're great coaches in the right. He's a great trainer in his own right. Where he went astray was with a new young wife and the new young kid. Yep. yep. And then the pressure to make X amount of dollars. And getting involved with Jason Service and Jordan Brown. But he knows the shortages and he knows a lot of secrets because he got an injection of money and all this stuff when things started going south. He and, was basically and, in a very sunny uh, shortage situation. And if you think Bob Baffert's struggling, Think again. He just won a big race over uh, the United Arab Emirates for a big amount of money. <laughs> so right. he's doing fine right now. Right. The people gave Jared Kirsch the money. Yep. Yep. All right. So purpose outcome. Man, listening to the podcast, connecting the dots. Uh, this is comprehensive, but it's more comprehensive by doing your own research, looking at the links. I'll make sure the episode nights are tight. So that's next, next week. Seth Rich, Bob Baffert. Then the week after that, is that the Kentucky Derby? No, right? We've got one more week. No, that's the week week before. Uh, is it the Derby might be that Saturday. I think it's May. What am I going to say? May. Yes, right? 
Is it Cinco de Mayo? Let's see. This is the 12th. So next week. May 7th. May 7th. May 7th. All right. So actually, we'll do this. Next week, we'll finish up with more details on Belinda Stronich and Seth Rich. Mm -hmm. 26th, we'll do Bob Baffert. Probably Bob Baffert deserves the whole time. Well, we got it to last year and then the uh, update. And then on May 3rd, we will discuss our breakdown of the Kentucky Derby. I might even have, now I'm stretching, I'm getting maybe too arrogant. I might have a Kentucky Oaks. Actually, I do have a Kentucky Oaks pick. I have to do a little bit more research on but uh, just behind the scenes stuff and my cynical uh, contrarian, it's really a, a pick based on business and finance, much less handicapping horse. It's, it's a horse that, that wants to do well in the Kentucky Oaks. So we'll spring that on you on the third, get you some outcomes, get you some money. Okay. <laughs> right. And then okay. on the 10th, we'll, I'll have you some more information on, uh, and I'll study the board in Massachusetts. You can do that too, the horse racing boards. Oh, no doubt. They kind no of tie them into what's going on with Bob Baffert. <laughs> Both sides of it. So we always close with Winston Churchill, the picks for the Kentucky Derby, NFL. We're doing NBA picks. After you get some work done, go back to the lab, finish the second NBA game, the whole NBA playoffs. We we'll give you picks every day on Twitter. We make money, we track it. Yep. You don't have to pay extra sports 300 bucks. You get all that information for free. Listen, if you're going to pay action sports, just send us the money. We'll take it. Okay. Or whatever you want on the podcast, 10%. Uh, yeah. Jason, are you listening? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a link on the website. You can uh, buy Bitcoin and send it to us. But only on the money you win. We only want the money we win because really it's kind of fixed. We win a lot. And a lot of it is common sense. A lot of it is we're old. <laughs> We can anticipate things because we already connected the dots and 95% of people, including um, Carol in Seattle, Belichick in New England, Satan in Alabama, don't change yep. unless they have to. So it's not brain surgery coming up with these picks, making money. My wife has some gasoline in 2017, but it's collaboration, right? Yep. We're yep. the capitalistic principle collaboration. Winston Churchill said, it's doing what Zelensky's doing, walking the streets. Winston Churchill was the first one to do that, right? To stick it to totalitarian Hitler. Similar to Putin. That's how you make money. <laughs> Betting that Putin's going to act like Hitler. Give me 20 bucks, right? <laughs> Give me 20 bucks on He's going to invade Ukraine. It's, it's funny, funny, but it's true. It's funny, but it's true. It's true. It's you true. make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.